This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno, welcome one and all to a brand spanking new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, seasonally depressed, white wine drinking, talky finger licking, target overspending, hot mess of a host, Lorenzo von Rumpf. And I am so freaking happy to be here with you today. There is no place I'd rather be than right here in my safe space where I can wave my freak flag. Oh, and just let it all hang out. I'm so happy to be here with you. I hope you're having a beautiful day and a great week so far. But if you are not having a great day, if this has been a shitty kitty sort of a week, if you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, you got some bad news that you were just hit with, life is throwing curveballs at your way and you feel so overwhelmed, don't you worry, boo-boo. Don't you fret. You have come to the right place. We're about to turn that frown upside down. We got a great show in store for you today. I'm so excited for this one. Absolutely love this guest. I'm so happy that she came back, flew in from Pennsylvania to be on the show again. That's real commitment to the low life. She booked that flight just so we can have a nice bottle of wine, look into each other's eyes and have a great face-to-face conversation, all nice and cozy. And that's what we're sharing with you guys today. Before we get into this week's episode, though, let's talk about mental health. Nobody asked about my mental health score. For the record, a lot of people ask. I just say that. It's like my thing, you know, because nobody used to ask, but I'm really happy people are asking now. And so, yeah, nobody asked, but my mental health score this week on a scale of one to 10, one being your local DMV with shitty lighting and you're waiting in line for three hours, miserable. 10 being a five-star resort, all-inclusive. You have drink vouchers. You're feeling great. The weather's beautiful. You're on cloud nine. That would be a solid 10 for me. Right now, I'm a solid 7.5. Hell, you know what? I might even give myself an eight. I'll say I'm an eight right now. I'm feeling pretty damn good, which isn't my norm. (laughs) Sometimes I feel good. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm feeling really shitty right now. But I'm feeling good right now. I've been taking care of myself, been drinking some water. I just came off of a wonderful little bromance honeymoon with Mr. Jason Tardick. (laughs) He was here visiting me in LA. He was here for what, three days. And so he just left yesterday and I was able to spend some real quality time with him. I didn't expect for Jason and I to become so incredibly close. Like that never entered my mind when I first met him, (laughs) considering he's this butch finance guy, heterosexual wolf on wall street from Buffalo, New York. Like we have nothing in common but we also have a lot in common and I guess opposites do attract and we get along and we connect on a lot of different things. And this beautiful JLo bromance blossomed out of the pandemic because that's where I first got close to Jason was during the pandemic. So anyway, we spent a lot of time together. We were hanging out, having sushi, shooting the shit, having nice deep talks and just enjoying each other's company. And he's actually going to be on the Low Life podcast very soon. Stay tuned for that. He'll be coming on in the next couple of weeks. That episode will drop. And we did a podcast swap because I'm going to be going on his podcast, but it was really good for me to spend some time with him. I got to recalibrate and I'm so busy with work and life shit. And sometimes I got to just take a moment, take a bit of a beat. We got an Airbnb. So I was in LA, but it felt like a staycation, which is really nice. And I got to just hang out with a really close friend, a best friend actually, and have a nice few days. So that really helped my mental health. Little Judy, Miss Caitlin Bristow, she's coming in hot too. She'll be visiting LA. Oh, next week. Oh, that's right. Oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, I got a lot to look forward to. And so, yeah, she'll be coming into town. I'll be podcasting with her as well. And then I'm sure she'll have me co-hosting on Off the Vine. So that's going to be really fun. Besides Jason flying into town and then getting excited for Caitlin, who's going to be here. I just love spring. Spring has sprung. The bees are buzzing. The birds are chirping. And I just love this time of year. I love the flowers. I get very excited for Easter. The queen, my mama, that's her favorite holiday. I thought it would be Christmas, but that's actually my dad's favorite holiday. The queen is all about spring because she loves flowers. She loves decorating the house. And so I'm going to be doing it this year. I'm actually going to be doing it tonight. Oh, there's a lot. We're throwing it down for Easter. Stay tuned. I'm going to be doing a party planning episode, and I'm glad that I'm going to be able to sit with her after Easter and record that. But there's a lot that goes into Easter and all the festivities, and we don't have a huge group. It's not going to be this massive party like it was last year for us. We had a lot of people fly in last year, but this year it's going to be pared down. 
but it's still going to look incredible. Just beautiful with flowers and good food and the weather's nice. I just, again, love the spring. Easter has always been a big deal in our house, but I don't know if that's a thing in most family homes. I know if you're religious, Easter's a big deal. You got Jesus Cristo dying for our sins, and that's what we're celebrating, salvation. I'm not necessarily the most religious. I'd say I'm very spiritual. I'm not a holy roller, like super Bible belt, but I get it if you are. I have a lot of friends who are very Christian, and they go to church and all that, and Easter's a big deal for them. But outside of my religious friends, people aren't really celebrating Easter. Or maybe they are. I'm curious. Do you celebrate Easter, even if you're not a religious person, if you're just spiritual or hell, even if you're atheist, you celebrate Easter, you got Easter baskets, little bunnies and peeps. That is my question. What are you doing for Easter? Do you celebrate it? And also, I'd like to know if you are down for some peeps. I think they're fucking gross. (laughs) I don't understand how that company, those little marshmallow treats, they're covered in sugar. I used to like them as a kid. Now I think they're the grossest thing. They're cute. But every holiday, every holiday, they come out with a new sort of peep. And I'm like, how is this company, Peeps, still in business? Like, who's buying this shit up? Because I think they're just nasty. (laughs) I don't like them at all. I just don't get it. So my low life question for you today to answer in the review section of Apple Podcasts, please let me know, are you down for some Peeps? And what the hell are you doing for Easter? Is it just another day? Nice weekend for you to enjoy. Are you actually celebrating and doing something? Easter egg hunts, that sort of thing. Going to church. Like, what's your vibe on Easter? And are you down for the peep life? All right, let's get into today's very special, sexy episode. Oh, this one is lubed up and ready to go for you. Parental discretion is advised. We're talking about matters of the bedroom on this one, and we cover it all. Ashley Renard is back on the podcast. She is a relationship expert and sex guru and a best-selling author, And I've had her on the show before, and you guys loved her as a guest, and I thoroughly enjoyed her company. So I was so excited when she said she was down to come back to the Low Life Podcast to answer all of your burning questions. Because when she was on the show originally, we were talking about her book and going inside of a sex club, which I had never done before, but I lived vicariously through her, and she was very candid about trying out sex swinging and going to sex clubs with her husband. And I just love how open she is because that's not something I see myself doing in the near future, but I'm very interested and curious, like what was that experience like? And so that was the first time she was on the show. But after that episode, I had so many questions from listeners about sex stuff in general, relationships, sex. And so I asked Ashley if she'd come back and she was more than happy to come and answer the questions from the low lifers. This episode is jam-packed with information, and we are covering it all. I mean, really, though, everything in the bedroom from sex club to the percentage of cheaters stepping out on their wives and the reason why 82% of the people who are cheating, the reason why they're doing it, I was very surprised by that. We're going over that. We're also talking about oral sex. Ashley's going to be handling all of the oral sex questions. She is the queen of the clitoris, and so... She will handle that side of things. And then I'm over here giving my masterclass on blowjobs for dudes. And so you'll get some jam-packed information there. We also had a lot of questions come in about sex drives. When one partner has a high libido and always wants sex and the other partner in the relationship is just constantly not in the mood, not feeling it. We have great advice on how to navigate these challenging waters in your relationship. What I love about this question from the listener, and we keep them anonymous, but One of the listeners who wrote that particular question in was actually female. And I love that that question came from a female listener because typically it's always the guy who's always horned up and wanting more sex. But there's a lot of times, and maybe it's just not talked about all the time, that women actually want more sex and their husband is not into it. And there's reasons for that. And so we're going to unpack that in this episode. We also talk about dating, online dating, dating after a divorce and starting fresh in your 40s with a couple kids. It can feel really scary, but we break down how to navigate that one and where and how to meet people and find love again. I always have these candid conversations where I talk about sex and pretty much everything with my girlfriends and my guy friends too. We really lay it all on the table and there's like nothing off limits. And that's what this conversation felt like. I loved how just open, honest, there's no taboo topic. There's no shame associated with it. We're just talking openly about our own experiences and also talking about semen, lots of it, and um, orgasms, and, <laughs> and going to sex clubs, and purity culture, and losing your virginity or not losing your virginity, and why it's kind of stupid to even call it a virginity. And we break all of that down. We're giving advice to the best of our ability based on our own life experiences. And this is the perfect safe space to do it. 
This episode had me cracking up, and I also learned a lot and loved every minute of it. I'm so happy you're here. You're going to enjoy this conversation. Let's get into it. Let's get lubed up and jump into today's very special episode with Queen Ashley Renard. Hit it. You know I got the sauce. You know I'm saucy. And it's always wet. A bitch never ever had to use lip gloss on it. I'ma need you deeper than sex. Not a coffin. But I'm making love. Trying to get nasty. Wrap up your drugs. Come make me happy. Sex with me is amazing. But her it'll feel alright. The sex doesn't get any better. Make it long. Let it be all night. Let's get into questions from Let's do it. kings and queens out here. So first of all, there were some really interesting stats that I looked up and I had no idea the shit was going down. It makes complete sense, but it was just a bit eye-opening and made me uncomfortable to be, well, I'm not straight. But if I was, I'd be like, mm, I'm wait, wait, scared. You, so, I'm so, scared. So you had like <laughs> secondhand embarrassment for the straights? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But the well, gays are we... probably going through it too. Let me preface this by saying when we did an episode together, which if you haven't listened to part one and two of Ashley Renard's episodes, I had to make sure I said it right. Ashley Renard. 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 If you haven't listened to those, they're great. But we had a conversation about your experience at a sex club. Yes. You swinging. You and your swinging. husband, the trials and tribulations. We were trying. We really tried to do that swinging. You're. Yeah. Openness, your candor is so respected and the listeners loved it, as did I. I posed the question to a lot of my listeners, would you be in an open relationship? Would you try swinging? And overwhelmingly, the answer was no, I would not. But they love living vicariously through someone like you who got to experience it and try it out. Even if you just, you dip, I'd say you went in like ankle deep. Dabbled. Yeah, da- you I'm actually a, went a to the sex club. Dabbler. I, I made out with another man. Yeah. Texted him 200 times a day for months and months. Fell in love. Made all the mistakes. But I do have a lot of people who do DM me who say like, hey, I live in Memphis. Where should I go? And I'm like, really? Like, check out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. But, but it is for millions of other people. Well, and just the excitement of even going to a club. It's kind of cool. For, you know, a straight, hetero, monogamous couple who just wants to like walk... It's how straight people from the suburbs take a walk on the wild side. You know? A sex club. Yeah, you go to a sex club. And then maybe you have sex with your partner there. Or maybe you go home and just have great sex for a week remembering it. Like, come on, It's not people. bad. It's not bad. When people answer the question, though, you know, would you be in an open relationship? And overwhelmingly, I think it was like 80%. No. 20% were down. But based on these statistics, let me just share these with you because this blew my mind. Okay, so this is according to the Daily Mail. They did some research, case study. Here we go. 82% of males cheated on their partners, but when they looked at them, they were all new fathers. The most common reason that these 82% of males were cheating was because they said, A, the passion was lost, but mainly because they became a father and felt neglected. 20% of that 80% said that they felt neglected because the attention wasn't on them. It was just on their kids. Okay, so that 82% of Males who have been open about cheating have done it or thought about it, have gone full throttle with it. That's a bit scary. But also, men in their 60s have the highest rate of infidelity. 60s? 60s. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Uh aren't you exhausted? Maybe not. Whatever. Cialis. 60 is the new 40. Those numbers, (laughs) this will blow your mind. Those numbers increase even more, actually up 20% when they reach from the ages of 70 to 79. So- I mean, it really goes to show, like, like these guys aren't giving up. They're going to be cheating to the very end. They are. Well, Popping Viagra and Cialis. I, got, I have so many ideas about this, Lo. It's insane. I have so many ideas about this, yeah. And so, I mean, it really goes to show you have to be attentive to your partner. You can never give up. What about women cheating, or was it just about men cheating? Oh, no, there's okay. women cheating, too. So I also so looked curious. at, like, Tinder analytics. Okay, so yeah. 42% of users on Tinder are married or committed in monogamous relationships. 42% yeah. of them. It's almost 42. half. It's a lot. Yeah. 73% of that 42% confirmed that they are in a relationship or at least know of someone who's in a committed relationship actively using the app. Yeah. 56% of the people, those participants said that they have female friends in committed relationships who are cheating on their partners yeah. using the app. So that's 56% of the users. Yeah. Okay, so hardly anybody is monogamous is what we're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm okay, getting Yeah, okay, okay. So here's the thing. So I even though we keep saying like, oh, I would never, uh, but like, meh, 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 meh. Okay, here's you the might thing. end up cheating or be cheated on. Yeah, here's the thing. Most people are non-monogamous 
and it's cheating, it's adultery, it's it's underhanded, it's lying. So swinging is sometimes called consensual. It's one of the fractions of consensual non-monogamy or ethical non-monogamy. Okay, that's what those things are called. So ethical non-monogamy or consensual non-monogamy is like planned non-monogamy. It's saying like, hey, yeah. It's just transparency it's, when it's, it comes to cheating. It's not, it's not cheating. cheating. It's not cheating. It's saying like, what if my husband and I were like, hey, we're super solid in our marriage. There's so many great things here. We love our kids. We love our financial stability. We fucking love the way we alternate making meals. Like we love being together. <laughs> yeah. The sex got our is chore good. list. You know, okay, whether or not the sex is good or not, it might be like there are reasons why people want to stay together. You know, like there are some people who get divorced but like stay in the same home for like financial reasons. Sure. So here, there's lots of reasons why people will choose ethical non-monogamy. So say my husband and I say like everything's solid, but it's like I am a working breed. I need to hike this much. I need excitement. Yeah. I need, I need, I right? Because like we have different personalities. Different like, needs, wants, yeah. desires. And then I could say, okay, maybe I would date someone else or date other people or whatever. And then that is an arrangement that a lot of people have. So that's ethical non-monogamy. Or maybe both partners would, would date and that would be more like an open relationship. Or there's like monogamish where <laughs> people would maybe when you go on vacation to Europe, you go to a sex club and you give a blowjob to someone else or you get a blowjob from someone else. Bold. Okay. Right. Well, do you think that's bold? Yeah. Okay, because I, just, I would say that's a little tame in a sex club because the bold would be like a full swap. Where is you it like so weird that I else. feel like giving someone head, if I have someone's dick like down my throat, it's way more intimate than penetration. Well. I don't know. There's just this I'm like, thing, am I going to get herpes? Like herpes simplex? You can't get pregnant though, Low. Wait, I can't? Oh, I'm sorry. I, wow. I just. Let's take a pause. Learning a lot. <laughs> And here's a note from our sponsor. I guess you're right. All those loads I've been taking, like, I guess. You're, you're like, I thought I'm I was just, just peeing on sticks left and right, and <laughs> I ain't going anywhere. I'm pissed. Okay, I can't so get that's, pregnant. That's fine. The, and there's this real stigma about penis in vagina sex for women. I mean, it's all around the whole construct of virginity, right? Mm -hmm. That there's this idea that if a man puts their penis in a woman's vagina, that there's like some sort of like... <laughs> And sacred like like <laughs> union going on you know what they even say people, well, they believe that well they believe that and even yeah. in, like in a lot of different traditions they'll say oh well the energy from a woman that you would have sex with say you had sex with a woman though it would be you know that energy would stay with you for you know the next moon cycle 28 days really but yeah but if i was to have sex with you low your energy would stay with me forever. What? Oh, like an imprint. So there are different things, like just uh, even people a part, believe that. Yeah, some people who is that are, based in religion? I mean, it's based. In I've all, never heard that. That yeah, stays with me like, forever. Jesus, I know that's get more the hell of like, off of me. That's more of like a karmic sort of yogic sort of philosophy. Okay. So it's woo woo approach. Well, it's from every direction because if you look at it at like patriarchal fundamental Christianity, it's like. Once you're a hymen's broker, I don't, this is what I tell my kids because I have three boys. I say virginity is not a thing. It's not a thing. You can do so many things sexually, but intercourse is considered the thing that makes you not a virgin, right? It's so arbitrary. Okay. It's so arbitrary. You could be a slut man, right? Or a slut girl. You could just like get it on. You could you could have orgasms like morning, noon, and night. You can just be like and never have intercourse and you're a virgin. Like it's just a very arbitrary thing. Okay, I, I'm following. Do you understand I'm what picking I'm up saying? what you're putting down now. Yeah, no, and because you were looking at me like, what? Virginity? No, it's arbitrary. It's yeah. completely made up. A lot of people have really broken it down. It's really just to control and shame women. And maybe to embarrass boys who haven't had sex yet. But whatever, it's not used for anything good. It's not like a question a doctor would ask, like, have you had, you know, all these people getting a special ring from their dad to not lose their virginity? It's so f that is a bit weird. Well, a lot of people show up in my DMs low when they've been raised in purity culture and they get married and they're like, oh, f I mean, oh, fudge. Golly gee, Miss Ashley. <laughs> Oh. I love you. You're not listening to Lowe's podcast probably, but you're in my DMs. Honestly, 50% of my DMs right now are from Mormon husbands. Mormon husbands. With several wives. 
<laughs> one wife. <laughs> one wife who has had like two orgasms in their life and it was incredible. Oh but Lo, Ugh. in order for her to climax, maybe she used her own hand or maybe they put on maybe like a pornographic videotape. They streamed it. Yeah. They streamed it. It's not on beta. It's not on VHS. But And then they have the most incredible sex of their lives, which means they had good sex once. And then the wife is just overcome with shame. Like, oh, we can't do that again. It, it's not supposed to be like that. I'm only supposed to come through your penetration. I'm not supposed to make myself climax. It's so twist. Like, the straights are not okay. Low. Wow. I told you this before. So the man has been taught this his whole life. Like, Mormonism especially is like especially insular. Your whole community's Mormon, like your whole church, your whole like yeah. it's just the way, the way, the way. It's all you know, see, it's learn all and you love. Know. And speaking of love, so often Mormon communities are like they're happy, they're friendly, they're really rich. You know, like look on Mom Talk, look on influ like how many Instagram influencers are Mormon. Like it's it's a very, very polished lovely existence why would you want to do anything different but then they're having unsatisfying sex and then they they kind of bend the rules marriages. a little bit well i think that they love each other they're just like miserable shit we've had four kids and we've never like had good sex oh so then they maybe will be like let's bend the rules a little bit and then they have the experience of good let's sex. try a dildo i don't even know if it's that far yet it's like she touched her clit like it's wow. very, okay. very tame. But then the women are spiraling in shame and the men are like, wait a minute. Maybe what I learned about sex like isn't the best thing for us. Maybe. And they start like just scrolling the interwebs for like, wait a minute. Is there any proof that maybe women enjoy sex and it's okay? And then they find the how to keep monogamy hot videos and they're like, wait a minute. Oh, they yeah, they come across you. They come across me and they're like, huh, she sort of looks like my wife. She like, you know, she, she's like I would totally think you were Mormon. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> not Mormon. I'm very much not Mormon, but but that's the thing. They look at me and they're like, huh, oh, she looks like a sweet girl from Salt Lake City, Manitoba, whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. And they're like, and pretty she, blonde. And, Crystal blue eyes. Crystal blue She's eyes. She's Mormon. She and loves Jesus. She loves Jesus, but how to keep monogamy hot part eight was yeah. you want to be in the mood. How about more solo playtime? So they're looking for proof that maybe it's okay for women to like sex because a lot of people have been taught that men love sex. Women have to put up with it because they need a husband. There's a lot of women who love sex too. Well, I mean, I swear, I think I probably had three or four orgasms a day before I was married. Oh, but great. now, but now my husband's in my bed or my kids are in my bed. So like my solo playtime is like cut down because I like just don't have the privacy. Yeah. But like the, the capacity for sexual pleasure in a woman is naturally so much higher, you know, than like, even a man. Well, yeah, because a man, I mean, you have to train for multiple orgasms. You have to train for like sustained pleasure. Like otherwise, you know, you'd ejaculate, then you have your refractory period before you could do it again. And I'm not saying you couldn't do it again in 20 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever, you know. I need about 35 minutes. You need about 35 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, my husband does too. We do this We do this thing once a month called our sexy date nights. We do long, where he comes twice. Oh, so, great. Yeah, it's fantastic. We send the kids for a sleepover. We go for an early dinner, early reservation. Mm -hmm. Early bird special. Early bird special <laughs> the whole night. He's like, the whole dinner. He's like, and when we get home, we're having sex. He's just like so excited. That's actually really sweet. It's really adorable. And then he comes first and then maybe we have sauna or shower. Then I come three or four times. And then he, then we finish with intercourse and he comes again. And it's, it's great. It's like wedding night sex. Like if you actually weren't so tired, it's like, yeah. it's fantastic. We do that once a month. It's on the calendar. It's not on the calendar, but oh, he makes sure it happens. He's like, do you want? Do you, do Are you ready for our night? He's like, I'm just gonna send the kids for a sleepover on Saturday. You wanna, you wanna go out for dinner? And I'm like, that would be amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wait, that little scenario that you just gave yeah. of how you live your life yeah. probably could help people out because I have questions. Yes. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 
22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Lots of questions from listeners. Hundreds. Thank you for writing in your question. We can only answer so many. But I try to group them in a way of like, as I saw a lot of people had a very similar type of scenario going on. So we're going to try and get as many as possible. But can I ask you some questions? So these are anonymous, just to respect privacy here at the Low Life Podcast. You got to love the privacy. You got to love the privacies. But I love how open and candid people are. They really let it out. Okay, so here we go. First one up. I have been married for eight years, but together for 10. We have two beautiful sons. Oh my God, just like living your life. I am overall pretty happy in the relationship and I love my husband, but sex life feels non-existent with us. We have gone to couples counseling to work through some issues some past traumas, but I'm tired of being the one who always initiates sex. My husband works for a company that provides a really good living for us. My kids are happy. We live a good life, but he is rarely ever in the mood to have sex with me. He works long hours since he got his promotion. I feel guilty even bringing sex up to him because I know how exhausted he is from work. Are there any tips from you and Ashley on how to spice it up and get the sparks going? without me feeling like I'm pressuring the guy. Yes. I love that this is from a woman because the characteristic stereotype is sort of the opposite of this. Where the guy's always like, come on, I want to text. And she's yeah, like, no, but she's I'm so tired with the kids. I don't want to bother her. She thinks like, oh, that's all I want. Okay. Here is the thing that I advise people to do. We need to get clear for ourselves what we're getting out of sex. Because I think most of us could probably get ourselves off. So it's not just about a climax. Oh, right. Of course. Okay. But a lot of times in marriage, it's this idea like your sexual pleasure is held hostage by your partner. So I just want everybody to be clear. We can all take care of business on our own. If you can't, I would love for you to see someone so you can get some some more assistance in that so you could find pleasure on your own, okay? If, if climaxing is hard, usually for women, it's harder than men. We need to get clear on what she really wants from her partner. It probably sounds like she wants time with them. It probably sounds like she wants special time, just the two of them. That's separate Physical from the intimacy. Kids. That doesn't have to be sex. Right. So here's here's the thing that like she wants to be close. She wants to feel excited. She wants to feel desired. She wants to feel appreciated as the fucking sexual being that she is. Yeah. And we can switch this to like the hunk of hunk of burning love that you are if you're a man and you want more, more sex in your life. We all want to be appreciated for our sexual nature. We want to feel sexy. So getting really clear on what is actually missing here. It's the connection. It's the shared planning. It's the putting work aside. It's the putting kids aside and prioritizing the two of you in a special way. Right. So there are a lot of ways to do this that aren't sex. So just getting really clear on what it is you want, because maybe there's some ways to say, hey, babe, I really want to spend time with you. Can we put this time away and spend time together? Maybe he needs more time with her to be reminded, hey, I'm not just a paycheck to this woman. I'm also a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, honey. I love I'm you. I'm also a big cock for I'm you also, to enjoy. Uh, yeah, a big swinging. Yeah, but to remember that like, hey, my, my partner loves like all the parts of me and wants time with me, but just getting really clear on what it is you miss to just say, I wish we were having more sex. It just, it misses, it misses the point and 
I want more sex is often like, give me more ice cream. It's like, oh my God, you want another thing? Yeah, you know, he's why like, I do have a lot I need to plate. be involved in this? Right. And the thing is, I'm, I'm wondering if anybody is not initiating, like in this case, the man who's, you know, got the great job and the promotion or whatever, working overtime, or quite often a woman who's like working like crazy and doing all the carpool and this and all that. The reason you don't have sex on the brain is because you're you're really in anxiety mode. You're like in fight or flight. Like, well, how do you get out of that then? You you need to take a look at your health overall and br- calm your nervous system, bring down your anxiety around work. It's like breathe. It's really like wellness overall. Great sex is a side effect of like two super healthy people being in a relationship together who like each other. Ideally, that's what it is. A lot of us have like some traumas or some this or that that makes it a little bit more complicated. So if you do, I would, this is why I would love like mental health support for everybody for free because, you know, I hate when like lack of privilege is a boundary for people to get the support they need. Oh God, I know. But, But I mean, like, listen, talk to your doctor. If your doctor ignores you, talk to another doctor, like getting some support to bring the pressure down. We all need fun in our life. We all need fun in our life. And if someone's having no sex, it may be possible that they're actually having no fun. Like they're not allowing themselves any freedom. It all goes into, I like that you tied it to mental health. Oh, it's so tied to mental health. Yeah, as it should. I mean, so if he gets that under control, because even working yourself, like workhorse mode, I've been in that situation. And it's not the healthiest. You end up burning out a bit. I'm like, oh, what the f*** am or I doing? Or a lot. And, and yeah. when you're in workhorse mode and you have a family, like literally low, you could be in workhorse mode for a decade. And before you like- Oh, like, easily. Then you wake up and you're like, what the f*** was what I- What the f***? Yeah. Right? Time just flew by. Great answer. Thank, Thank you for you. that, Ash. Next question. Hey, Lo and Ashley. I would love your advice on oral sex. My favorite. My favorite too. I don't, well, mm-hmm. it depends on who. I don't like my boyfriend going down on me. And I'm also terrible at giving BJs. I end up gagging and I don't really know what I'm doing down there. And I really don't like him handling my situation down below. Oh. <laughs> I hit an all time low, that's a pun intended, when my boyfriend got soft mid blow job. He just wasn't, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. he just wasn't that's into so it. Hard. Please help. We are here to help you. It's a lot to unpack with this one. First thing up, let's give the advice on oral sex. She doesn't like her boyfriend going down on her. Okay, so there's a lot of ways that you can go down on a vulva, okay? Yeah. A lot of different You handle ways. the vulva, and then I'll bring it yeah, into the dick you. talk. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because and then we can <laughs> talk about how my jaw gets sore, so I use a lot of hands when I'm giving blowjobs. Uh, yeah, and right. I never give a blowjob to completion, Really? No. Why? Oh my God. Like, oh, well, I don't mind a protein shot, but that's just Oh, because me. I hate it. Semen <laughs> ejaculate makes my mouth numb. Like I just swallowed Novocaine. Like I've been at the dentist. Do you get that? Uh, no. Okay. I do. So I don't like the taste of semen. It makes my mouth so numb. Does your husband smoke? No. Oh. No, this is like every partner I've ever had. I just oh. don't like semen in my mouth. They all taste so different. Well, I don't like semen in my body at all. Like, I haven't had semen in my body <laughs> since I was trying to conceive Nico. I can't believe that we're sitting here and I have more semen in my body than you over here. And you've had three kids. Yeah, I've only... I've had how many babies inside me at this point? I can't even imagine. <laughs> I know. No, wow. I don't. No, I haven't had semen in, in my body since like 2012. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Semen free. You. So you don't finish off a BJ. No, we do we do oral like for foreplay or to get my husband close. He likes to control his own climax. Like he likes to climax with his hand because it's the best. We don't we don't waste orgasms in our house. We control it right to the end. <laughs> yeah. It's like peak peak. Let's make this a personal best. A PB sex experience. Like mm. we are both control freaks in the bedroom. So why do women get so weird? There's a lot. I have girlfriends of mine, very similar to this listener, who do not like men going down on okay, them. Okay, I love men going down on me. Like when? How I did was, you get to that point, though? Well, the first time a guy kissed my stomach, I said, "Go lower." <laughs> like bold. I was just like, "Oh my god, please!" I just love my vulva. I have always loved it. I've never had like weird issues about it. I don't think I smell. I don't think it's ugly. I've never had like any stigmas around it. I've been so lucky that I've like never. 
Would you say majority though does? You're majority a minority. Do. Majority do. They've been like told there's something weird or they're too wet or like their vulva's too big or they've been told something stupid by a stupid teenage boy or a stupid teenage boy told their friends and it gets back to them and it's fucking scarring. And luckily I only had sex with boyfriends. I've never had a one night stand in my life. I've had a lot of sex with my boyfriends. Yeah, your so, partner. Yeah, with my partners, you know, from like teenage years on. So I was always in a very safe sexual experience that I really had the reins. I was the protagonist always in sex. So I'm so grateful that I've had great experiences. But even then, I need to be really clear about how you touch, how you lick, what direction you go. Is the tongue up here? Is the tongue underneath? Like, Because underneath a clitoris, like if a tongue comes up underneath, like that, that can feel so oversensitive. Like the clitoris has more nerve endings than the entire penis, right? And it's so little, it's so sensitive. But quite often, stimulation on top of it, like more like on the pubic bone, is better than like underneath. It's sort of like mm -hmm. getting it through the skin okay. is better. So like a mouth up higher instead of, and here's the thing, a lot of men go to porn to learn how to go down on a woman. No. That is like that is like watching bad boys and thinking I know how to drive. Yeah. Okay, it's not real. Those are watching fake the fast orgasm. and the furious. Exactly. Expecting to it's learn like, how to drive. Yeah, yeah. Come on it's now. like this is pretend. And the yeah. legs are spread wide in the air. And like it's drafty in most bedrooms. You're gonna feel cold. You're gonna feel dry. <laughs> like Honestly, legs together, like close tight is like the way that a lot of women climax. And if people are listening and they love their, you know, legs spread, fucking amazing. But that's not necessarily. No, it's not. The, the way, way you it has see to be it done. on porn is like the opposite of what most women would climax. Most women learn to climax on their own with a hand on their pubic bone over top of their pajama pants while they're laying on, on their bed, on their stomach. Okay, you don't need insertion. You, you need like just pressure, like massaging outside the clitoris. Incredible orgasms. Hmm. Incredible. But it's very boring. That's not a very good camera shot. There's nothing oh, to Oh, sure. See. For porn, no. But for well, a relationship, but that's the could thing, be great. That the vulva is an incredible place, but people aren't going to know their way around it unless you give them directions. So- this is why I think I've always had great sex because I know my body. So like every man I've had sex with feels like the fucking king of the world because he's made me like come three times because he just like follows directions well. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So know your You're body. You're giving him advice. Uh, yeah. I'm like higher, lower, faster, slower. Ooh, baby, that's it. You know what I mean? And even my husband, he's like, you being bossy in bed is like your greatest quality. Because like he never strikes out. You give him a roadmap. I give him a roadmap. So knowing your own body is really important. So if women don't like oral sex, often then it's like they they actually don't like their own vaginas or their vulvas, and it's like eh, I don't uh, get to know it, baby. Get to know it. I actually have after dark workshops where I have tantric practitioners. It's on my link in bio. People can go in. It's like oral and manual for her, oral and manual for him. Given the straights, some like some techniques to try. Oh, that's great. For stimulation, for things to ask your partner, even like tapping on the clitoris can feel really great. So maybe you're not you going to see that baby in a steps. porn. Baby steps and go into it like tell your partner you don't like it and say, "Hey, I hate this and I would like to not hate it." Maybe we try it in the shower if you're worried about your smell. Yeah. Or maybe we try it like in the dark room or maybe we try it with this or that or we try different things. Maybe we just try you go down on me for like 60 seconds and you try a few different things before we have intercourse in our regular position. Baby steps. No pressure to climax. No pressure to go all the way. No, like just sure. little bits. And that's the way that I think natural sexual exploration with young adults happens. It's like, ooh, we try a little. Ooh, we try a little. You know what I mean? So just playing with it, making it more playful. Don't be worried about like backing up and kind of going going to the drawing board. Tell me about blowjobs. Like, oh, tell yeah. Me, tell Very me. similar with yeah. nerve endings. By the way, a lot of people get weirded out by foreskin. Unfortunately, mine was removed, and I'm so upset. I was circumcised. Oh, you know what? I, I had one wish. partner. I had one partner who wasn't circumcised. He had like it's great. the best smelling penis I've ever smelled in my life. Really? He tasted so good. It was just yeah. It was just yeah. My hand job or blowjob was amazing. Well, 
Yeah. All of the, the nerve endings are yeah. there. And so when doctors are just hacking them off, these little babies, you're cutting off 30% of the receptors to feeling oh. an intense orgasm. So that's yeah. the first thing. Don't be scared of an uncut dick. They're great. They're fantastic. Yes. When it comes to giving a blowjob to a guy, I mean, it really is a job. A lot of effort that goes into this one. And so, and I know, you, yes, you can gag. There are ways to get around that. A little sepical spray in the throat to numb the throat a little bit. If you do want a deep throat, that's great. Don't forget the balls. Make sure you work the shaft and apply the proper amount of pressure. The thing is, like, you want it to feel like a vulva, if you will, or yeah, a vagina, a, a, a vagina, yeah. or uh-huh. an asshole, or like something tight with pressure. And so, yeah. using your hands yeah. is great. Like you said, you would do that. I do. I use my hands because I have a very, very, very sensitive gag reflex. So, like, I'll use my hand around the shaft, and then my mouth doesn't go down very far. And then up and down. And I love ball play. You Oh, yes. Yeah, like balls in my mouth. Shave your balls, baby, because I want them in my mouth. Yes. You know what I mean? That like, definitely helps. Yeah. And I like lubing up my hands when I'm giving blowjobs. That's With, crucial. Yeah, because then Either you can, spit or just good old-fashioned lube yeah, or uh, coconut oil. Well, isn't isn't the spit the old-fashioned one? Yeah. <laughs> lube or old-fashioned spit, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually like um, lube for oral sex on me, too. Really? Yeah, because then like the outer labia and he can like use his hands and yeah. fingers. Yeah, get the, get get everything. Get the hands and everything. And listen, if oral sex is hard, don't do it to completion. Just don't. Oh, yeah, Just yeah. don't, don't, don't. Just. Oh, God. I almost want to like host a workshop on giving head, but. Well, that a, could a be a new class. after dark. Oh, my you God. Could be my master class. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I remember showing some of my girlfriends how to just because, well, I mean, giving head, I have a penis and so. I know what feels good to me. And so in pleasuring a partner, of course, I'm going to have a leg up. Of course. You know, just because I'm very familiar in those waters. Just like lesbians have a vagina up in that world. Have a vagina up. And so with that, the right amount of pressure, make sure you got the lube or some sort of, of, it has to be wet. And a sloppy blowjob is an incredible one. Well, yes. And this is one of the reasons that I tell people- It's not like, you got to get messy with it. The first thing you should do is get a sex blanket, lay down a tarp. Like, (laughs) you know? A tarp? A tarp, lay down. Cannot. Like Like it's a crocodile mile. Just get ready. (laughs) Well, not a towel. I want want a blanket that covers my That is the most unsexy thing though. (laughs) You put a tarp down. I want a big blanket. Well, I, I have no, these yeah. great blankets that are super soft, but and they're waterproof. But like, lay down the big blanket so that you can you can get body oil over your hands. You have your and sex like sheet your or chest. your sex blanket. Get into it, people. Yeah, a lot of people are just getting it done so fast. Nothing, nothing good comes fast. Come on, like no, no teeth. Jaw placement is crucial. Hopefully that helps this listener, but like, just have fun with oral sex. That's what I say. And, just, and if you're not liking it, tell your partner, I don't like this. And I would like to find some ways to like it. And for this person who, I mean, the guy she was with, he got soft mid BJ. Communication is key. That's the thing that's great about a dick. It's gets a progress report. You know how you're doing. The body language is pretty clear. It's very clear. And so if it is getting soft, and by the way, that could have nothing to do with you as it, well. It could. It, There's I a, mean, I'd say more of a chance it has nothing to do with her and right. everything to do with the fact that he just was, his mind was somewhere else. Like there's a lot that There's goes a into lot of it. pressure. Yes. And so don't stress yourself out or feel guilty about that. You just that. need to talk about it. You guys just need to be like, hey, we are maybe not MVPs at oral sex. Yeah. Um, maybe we Play with like the taint. To- maybe you need to play more with the balls. I know, just... Yes, have fun with it and communicate. Just have a shower together, then just get on the bed and just explore, people. Next question. Here we go. I'm newly single and I am in my 40s. I have been in long-term relationships and married pretty much my entire adult life. The divorce was very unexpected, but so necessary in the long run because we genuinely just weren't happy and had definitely outgrown each other. The relationship ran its course. Please help an out-of-touch single mom get back in the dating scene. I love your dating advice, Lo, and I could really use it at the start of the new chapter in my life. Oh, I love this. I'm so happy for her. I am too. Now, Lo, you have more experience on dating than I do. I would say what I've noticed is if you are meeting someone on an app, you got to be careful meet in a public place, but I love a referral type of a thing. And so put yourself out there with friends and say like, I'm looking for someone. And honestly, if you put it out into the world and you say like, I am looking to date, 
I'm interested. I want to put myself out there. The universe will reward you in that way. Yeah. It will come to you. I know it seems like that's crazy, but it actually does happen. So put yourself out there. That's the first thing. Second thing I would say when it comes to dating is instead of going on apps, which I think 98% of people would just defer to an app, uh -huh. that makes sense. You could still do that. But what I've done personally for dating, little meet cutes, do things that you love if you're passionate about. Yes. A beach cleanup, you could make a new friend, maybe even a potential partner, like stuff like that. If you build out your community and you're doing things, take the exercise class, put oh, yourself in a yes. situation, like learn the instrument and start f***ing your guitar instructor. Who Ooh, knows? That'd be hot. The sexiest thing is confidence. The sexiest thing is someone who knows themselves. Yeah. If you want to attract a new incredible partner to you, refine yourself, recalibrate yourself into the fucking badass, amazing version of yourself yeah. that you couldn't be in that relationship. You know, like be more you. Wear the clothes you want to wear. Like, get, but, and I don't mean like sexy boobs. I mean like, be comfortable, try different things. Like start wearing sneakers if you've never worn, like just try new things and figure you out- You can like, completely start over. This is uh, the coolest place to be. Let's just refresh, yeah, you know? Restart, reset, yeah. hit the refresh button on it. Like, it's really and, nice. And that's the thing that when you are really confident in your body, you can be walking in 7-Eleven and someone will go, oh, <laughs> oh, I want what she's having. I want, I want her, you know, just- yeah. More so than apps, like just really get in your body and dial up that confidence, whatever it is for you. Confidence is the key to everything. Absolutely. I think I have a bit of blind confidence at times oh, and I'm fine with that. Can I borrow it? I think confidence is mostly like knowing who you are and being cool with it. It's yeah, not like thinking you're amazing. It's like, I know who I am. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And feeling okay with that. Yeah. I know who I am and I fucking love who I am. All the imperfections, all the baggage, all the whatever, we all come with stuff. Oh, so much baggage. Yeah. Next question is, I was using my husband's phone and I saw a couple of Pornhub tabs on his phone. Of course you did. Of course she did. It's okay. I didn't want to look, but it was bigger than me. I saw he was watching porn with women who looked nothing like me. Yeah. They had huge boobs and some pretty raunchy shit that he was watching. Yeah. <laughs> so it immediately turned me off and made me feel so insecure. Yeah. Should I say something to him? I hate keeping anything from my husband. We have very open communication. And I wasn't trying to snoop on his phone. He had me using it because I was trying to book something on Ticketmaster. And that's when I ended up seeing the Pornhub tabs and I ended up looking. I should not have clicked, but now it's been weighing heavy on my mind. Please help. Who's not going to fucking click? Yes, you should have clicked. Yes, if your husband hands you the phone and you see a weird tab, you're going to click on it. It's okay. Yeah. You were not. I would have not, clicked too. I would have clicked too. Now, listen. Listen, there have been like crazy studies done that like the things that humans search for on porn are sometimes so different from things they would actually do in real life. So I just want her yeah. to know that it's fantasy. Listen, the shit that I look for if I'm going to watch porn, I would never do it in real life. Let me let me assure you I would not. But it's a fantasy. To watch it, to see it, it's this extreme that's like, okay, kind of like, you know, lights <laughs> the things up for me. And my husband, I know, searches <laughs> big butts, big boobs. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i a skater, though. Like, I've got a butt, but, like, my boobs are, you know, I'm an yeah. athlete. My boobs. So, that doesn't make me think he would think I was sexier or that like there's something missing that I don't have huge knockers. No, of course there are things that are visually interesting when you're looking for something that's visually interesting. So let's just put that to rest that like her husband wishes she was different. Yeah. There's all these things you can search through. Why not take a look at this or that, whatever. Now it doesn't sound like she's upset necessarily that he's watching porn like that's outside their relationship agreement but she's just like feeling insecure yeah yeah i would just say something to him like hey babe when i was booking those tickets i saw your porn hub open and it just made me feel uncomfortable you it's think that all... she should say something to him like i don't feel comfortable well i mean she said it's women with big breasts no, yeah and it was a bit raunchy i don't know what she meant by raunchy it's i mean it's very it's vague porn. yeah of course it's raunchy here's the thing that i would love for people to do I would love for them to be a little tidier in their porn watching because then your 15 year old could pick up that phone. Do it on like the secret browser on your phone and then clear it. Like yeah. clean up your shit. Like that's just yeah. sloppy. Not that you're trying to hide it, but like close your apps. It helps your battery. Like just, you know what I mean? And, and just to say yeah. to him, I felt like a little uncomfortable seeing what you were looking at. 
my husband and I have like a don't ask, don't tell policy with what we search for in porn. I don't really want to know. And I don't want him to ask me. It's my business. If I'm watching porn by myself, which I don't do like on a super regular basis, but sometimes if I'm like, sometimes you want I to. just want to, and I just want to get off and I just want it to be fast or fast and furious. I don't have friends. I got family. Yeah. Then maybe I will. I like that sometimes it's like having something for yourself because everything in relationships feels like, I mean, you have to share so much and give so much that maybe just having a little porn moment for yourself. It's nice. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It feels it good. It can be nice. Mm-hmm. It can be nice. And then sometimes my partner and I watch porn together and then it's always usually oh. my choice. Yeah. Or something. Ladies that, choice. Yeah. Or he'll put on like, you know, we did have that experience at the sex club. So usually we put on like group you know, oh, sex. sure. You know what I mean? It'd be like a big orgy or something. But so you don't think she should tell him, though? Is that what you think? I mean, well, she doesn't keep things from him. And if it's going to be weighing he heavy needs on to her. start closing the browser if he's If looking. anything, just, I probably wouldn't say something. I'd just be like, I'm going to let this go. But because it's actually affecting her. So I'd say, you know what? Like you said, you had the porn out. I saw it. Like, could you just close it? I feel uncomfortable seeing that. Like, then I think I'm not It's fine. You're watching you. porn. It's fine. I get it. But just, you know, close the taps when yeah, I'm on Ticketmaster. Because if, if I see it, then I'm going to feel, you know, self-conscious thinking that you're looking for something that I can't give you. And that yes. worries me. And also there's a, probably a bigger issue here because if this is triggering you, the fact that you saw porn and it was a woman who doesn't look like you, then something must be lacking within the relationship, physical intimacy wise. Maybe the sex isn't where you want it to be right now. Maybe you don't feel valued or seen, or you guys haven't been connecting in some sort of a way. You got it. So I'm hearing that like you're thinking maybe she already has a little. And that's just me, like just reading he... into this simple. Yeah, I mean, we you we may be reading in it into it too much that way. But for someone to say like I'm not okay with this and it made me feel very insecure and it's weighing so heavy on my mind. Okay, so I would say it's more about her own security and confidence than the relationship. Yeah. I think it's more of an inside job thing. Yeah, you know? so she can put like, in the work. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about my husband watching porn. Me Have live guys... in the flesh is like, I'm, Great. Not, I'm not worried about it. You're good. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but maybe she just needs to do a little self-work and feel good. Yeah, feel good and tell him, hey, I, I just don't want to see it. It makes me feel a little uncomfortable. And hopefully he can give her some reassurance. So, so dude, if you're listening, or dudes, like, if, if your partner approaches you and say, hey, I, I saw your, your search history and it just made me feel uncomfortable, be like, it's just something I look at. It's just like, Van, it's not about you. I love you. There's no one else I'd rather be with. Just Oh, that sounds so good to hear. Yeah. That's very sweet. We all sweet. just want to be reassured. And loved. We do. And it's not about getting defensive. You don't need to be like, well, I, 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 was, I was stressed because of work. No, be like, how are you feeling about this? It's about how you're feeling. I want you to feel better. You don't have to defend why you did it. Absolutely. Great advice. Thank you for that, Ashley. What is the most common question that you get from people in your DMs? My most common question I get in my DMs is men would love for their wives to be more willing to receive oral sex. Really? 100%. It's like overwhelming. That's what men want. So often they're... Sex is very quick. Their wives, the man will initiate sex and the wife will say, okay, yeah, like I'll do whatever you need for you, but I don't need anything. Like, let's kind of just get it over with. And the man (laughs) is really, but like they say it a little bit nicer than that, but not much. Yeah. Because honestly, they think the man just wants to ejaculate and they think, don't you do this on your own sometimes? Why do you need me this time? It's like, well, women have really been taught, especially in heterosexual marriage, that men are like babies. Like if they put the kid's pajamas on backwards, don't tell them, just thank them for putting the pajamas on. Like they treat their husband like children because like they can't handle it. So when the husband's like, I want sex, they're like, okay, whatever. Like, how can I just get you to come quickly? Because they think that that's what they want. They don't actually think oh, my partner wants closeness. My partner wants to pleasure me. My part- So slowing down, prioritizing your own pleasure. I mean, for a lot of people who are going like full speed in their lives, slowing down enough to actually climax for a woman, like it actually takes a lot of effort to get off that high speed train. Like you finish dinner with the kids and clean up the kitchen and start prioritizing bedtime. I'm going to go and have a bath and read my smutty romance novel. Or I love Dipsia audio erotic story app. They're like these short erotic stories and you can skip right to it. It'll show you right where like the heat happens. So you could like just skip to the sexy part. And it's like great voice actors. 
they're very sexy. A lot of women really love them because they feel like really safe in it and like really turned on. Like, go pop your AirPods in. Like, go, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Surround Shave sound. Shave your legs, you know, have a bath. And then you're like feeling randy and like the kids are in bed <laughs> and your partner comes in and you're like, all right, I'm. Let's I'm, go. Let's go. And then she can actually climax because like the runway has been paved. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? She may need like 30 or 40 minutes to like get out of mom mode. Yeah. You can't just like turn it on like that quite often. And that's the thing. A lot of women just fake orgasms when they're having quickies because they're they're not going to get there that fast. And their partner's a little bit babyish and like, oh, I can't come until you've got yours. And they're like, ah, ah, I came, you know, and they fake it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that a sucks. lot. I've never faked. That's a slippery slope. I like I've considered it at times when I'm like, I don't know how long this is going to take. Like, and it's not that they're doing a bad job, that it's just that like. Sometimes it just takes longer. And I'm like, no, I'm never going to do that. Why? Why not fake? Mm -hmm. My pleasure is worth more than that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I deserve, I no. deserve to actually come. Or I'm going to say, I don't think I'm going to come tonight. You can finish, please. And then Manny will say, are you sure? And I'll say, yes. And then usually he'll finish or else he'll say, do you want to try such and such? And I'll go, oh, yeah, maybe. And we'll switch positions and I'll have a great orgasm and he'll be like, there it is. Eh, there it is. You know what but I do now? Because if my pants are coming off, I'm having three orgasms. I'm having three incredible orgasms. So what I'll do, he'll ask me, hey, are you in the mood? And I'll be like, I could, but I know I'm not going to come. I have this like work thing on my mind. Like there's no way I could. So we could, but it's not happening for me. Then he's like, never mind. Never mind. Let's just have a sauna together or just like, let's go for a walk or whatever. Cause he doesn't Cute. want, yeah, he doesn't want, he can take care of himself. If he's having sex with me, he wants me to have pleasure as it should be. Yeah. You're just not a receptacle for semen. Clearly. No, I love <laughs> sex, but I am not a receptacle for semen. My I'm nickname, sure. my street name is semen demon. <laughs> or come dumpster. Yeah. You are the opposite of I that. I am the opposite. I am like a sex expert who never has semen in them. Isn't it amazing? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. God, I love this time in history. Uh, it's so good to be alive here with you right now. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, we got some great episodes coming in hot for you, my kings and queens. You will not be disappointed. I'm so excited for next week's guest. Oh, I'm such a fan. I've been a fan of her Instagram for years. She's very popular online. It's called Plant Based on a Budget. Follow her on Instagram. You will love her. So I loved her recipes. She's an amazing cook, self-taught. So I really wanted her on the show. And finally, she said, yes, I'm down to come on. She has a new cookbook. She's a best-selling author. And her recipes are so damn good. They're packed with flavor and they're easy to do. What I love about this conversation with Tony is it doesn't matter if you're vegan or vegetarian or you want to kind of dip your toes in the vegan waters or try more plant-based options or you're a meat eater and don't love vegetables at all. <laughs> Everybody will feel seen and heard and you will get so much information from next week's episode, including how to cut your grocery bill in half, how to prepare a $3 meal for a family of three. What? Didn't think it was possible until having a conversation with Queen Tony Okamoto. I learned a lot from her. Love the conversation. Can't wait to share it with you next week. I'm having so much fun getting to do this podcast and meet really interesting people who are doing fascinating things and pursuing their dreams and building lives for themselves and sharing their stories. Like I love it. Can't get enough of it. But I wouldn't be able to do this podcast if it weren't for you, the listener, so thank you for tuning in every single week and helping this little shit show stay afloat. Thank you for sharing it with your friends and family. The best way to impact a podcast, any podcast that you love, is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, using the sponsors, like that's a big deal. It helps on the financial side. But also when it comes to the algorithm and promoting the podcast, the algorithm, the analytics, Apple reviews really do make a difference. Spotify just started doing reviews on podcasts as well. But where it really makes a big impact is on Apple reviews. So if you take the time to leave a little review on Apple Podcasts, and these reviews can be anything you want them to be. You can leave a little dick emoji for me, throw a little salsa dancer, a tamale, a rainbow, a unicorn, or you could actually write something. 
It is all welcomed. It is all so appreciated. I'm very grateful that you take the time to do that. It's a small gesture that really does make a big impact. So thank you for doing that. I want to show my gratitude, give thanks to my listeners who are taking the time to blow up the review section. You are the backbone of this podcast. And so if you want a chance to win a little something, something, I'm sending gifts to my listeners. The Low Life Gifting Suite is open for business. I have beauty products, hyaluronic serums, mud masks, Target gift cards, gas cards, gifts from our sponsors. So if you want a chance to win a little something, something, all you have to do is drop a review in the review section of Apple Podcasts or answer this week's burning question. This week's burning question is, do you f*** with peeps? (laughs) Are you down for this American marshmallow treat? You into it? And also, what the hell are you doing for Easter? What's going on for your Easter Sunday? Are you down for a little sunrise service? Like, what are you eating? I'm so curious because I know, again, we make a big deal of it in our house, but in other houses and other parts of the world, what are people doing on Easter? Because my mom treats it like Christmas. Like, if I lived out of town or out of state, I'd have to fly in for Easter. Like, it's that important to her. Not because of Jesus necessarily, but just because she loves the holiday. So I'm curious, what are you doing on Easter Sunday, kings and queens? I want to shout out some listeners who took the time to leave a thoughtful review. I'm going to take a moment to shout you out on this podcast because I freaking love you. And this podcast would be nothing without you. First review is coming in hot from at Taylor Battenberg. Taylor Battenberg, T-A-Y-L-O-R Battenberg. I love the last name Battenberg. It sounds really fancy. Battenberg. It's kind of like Vandenberg, which also is a very fancy schmancy name. Taylor writes, just what I need, five stars. Lowe provides just what I need every week. I've loved listening to all the episodes. The variety of topics is great. I always learn something and I'm guaranteed a little laugh. The stress seems to melt away while I listen. So thank you. As a mom of two toddlers, I really love having this podcast to look forward to. It's so refreshing to hear Lowe be so real and talk about it all. You're doing amazing things with this podcast, Low Taylor. Oh, you queen. Thank you for that. Mama of two. I know it could be stressful when you got two kids hanging on you. It's a balancing act. And so if I could help you escape for a little bit and uh, get your mind off whatever is going on in your life and you could learn something from the podcast and enjoy a new topic or something like that means everything to me, queen. Thank you for that. I was nervous going into this podcast originally because most shows, podcasts that I listen to have a really set theme that they're dealing with. It's a sex podcast, or they're going to be jumping into deep dives of this particular show, or it's a financial podcast or a self-help type of a situation or true crime. Like there's so many different topics. I love them all. I can't make up my mind and I'm interested in all of those things. And so, yeah, we're covering it all here. (laughs) It's a mixed bag of tricks, a little tapas platter. I like it that way. I was told by a few different people that it would be the kiss of death. Like you got to have a really specific vision and stick with that theme and run with it. So people know what they're getting when they listen to your podcast. But so far, so good. I mean, from the feedback I've gotten, people seem to enjoy us changing it up, keeping it fresh here. Whatever topics, whatever we're curious about, we're exploring it. Keeps things fresh and interesting. And if you have ADHD, you will appreciate this podcast even more. (laughs) If you have a tough time trying to focus down on one specific topic, don't worry. Here at The Low Life, we embrace your ADD because we're covering it all here. We always switch it up. And it keeps things interesting and it never makes me feel bored because I'm always getting to explore a new topic or have a new conversation with a different type of person. I love it. And so, Taylor, you appreciating that means a lot to me because I was self-conscious about it in the beginning, always changing it up. So I feel reassured with you. Thank you for that, Queen. Next review coming in hot from at Jessica Michelle 101. Jessica Michelle 101 writes, driving in a storm, five stars. Driving home from spring break in a storm, mad anxiety. Definitely need this pod to get through it without puking in my lap. (laughs) Shit. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Oh my God. Driving in a storm with low visibility and you can't really see the car in front of you. Oh, I've only had to deal with that a couple times, but my anxiety skyrocketed. Like I hate it. I feel for you on that. And I'm glad I was able to keep you company on that nightmare of a drive, Quain. I hope you had a barf bag with you packed and also a piss bag. There are some great piss bags with like this jelly stuff in it. You could pee in the bag and then it turns to like a crystallized looking jelly. Sometimes it's watermelon flavored or something. (laughs) Or not flavored. (laughs) It's watermelon scented. And then you could just seal it and throw it away. And I'm sure you could throw up in one of those too. So anyway, get some piss bags and puke bags with you. Have it in your emergency kit on Amazon. I have them in my car too. All right, we have time for one more review. This one is coming in hot from at 
Carissa White. Carissa White writes, What I'm watching, five stars. Lo, thank you for always being a positive light in my week. I just finished watching Daisy Jones and the Six on Prime, and it was such a unique and enjoyable show. It's about a fictional rock band in the 70s, and it's loosely based off of Fleetwood Mac. Oh, interesting. It's also a book, and it was such a good audiobook. It will definitely bring you out of your dark hole of murder docs. Thank you for that, Queen. I actually heard that show is really good. I'm a big fan of Fleetwood Mac. Love them, and I'm very familiar with their story. Oh, it's insane. Their story is so f***. At one point, Stevie Nicks had a little bit of brain coming out of her nostril because she did so much cocaine. She was snorting so much cocaina that at one point she was like, oh, is that a booger? No, it's my brain. And so <laughs> she's had, oh, one hell of a life. Big fan over here of Fleetwood Mac. And so if there is a show loosely based on Fleetwood Mac or like a 70s iconic group band, I'm so down for it. And I have heard nothing but great things about that show. Check it out. Daisy Jones and the Six. I appreciate the recommendation, Carissa. It is nice to switch it up once in a while because sometimes I do go to a dark place with all them crime docs. Oh, God, the Murdow family is so f***ed up. I was like, geez, I need something to take my mind off of that. And so Daisy Jones and the Six is a good game plan. I want to be able to meet you guys. I have the best listeners, like best of the best, top tier, top deck of the Titanic. Oh, I f***ing love my listeners. I'm putting it in the universe. I'm manifesting that I get to meet you just so I can give you a hug, hang out, shoot the shit, have a little podcast live moment. I would love to do a tour. And so I want that to happen. It's my dream. And so I'm going to put it into the universe and hopefully it happens sooner than later. But until then, I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Happy Easter. Have yourself a deviled egg, delicious martini perhaps, or go get yourself some peeps. (laughs) Apply your serums masturbate, but don't forget to drink your water, puta. Because I know you're thirsty. <laughs> we, we love, love you. you. And we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>